Hey, welcome back to my podcast series on denominational worship. My name is Shayla, and today we will be touching on uh, worship in a non-denominational setting. I have guest speaker Alex with me today. Alex, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hey, Shayla, how you doing? Um, I am a music major right now at Ambrose. I go to a non-denominational church called Spanish Christian Fellowship. And yeah, that is mainly me right now. <laughs> okay, so we'll begin. Uh, what type of worship is most common in your denomination? Yeah. Well, that... your non-denominational church, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> no worries. Yeah, um, so right now, um, the type of worship that is most common for us, right, is uh, both contemporary music and uh, music tied to cultural roots, right? So mm-hmm. we have a good mix of a lot of the newer stuff that comes out, but tied to a lot of the older stuff that a older generation might enjoy and we enjoy as well. So yes, that is what we play. Okay. So there isn't any hymns involved? No, no, no. I don't uh, I don't recall doing any hymns right? or any hymn-like uh, worship, right? There has yeah. been uh, moments of... Uh, acoustic style worship but uh very few right but uh yeah it's usually contemporary and music tied to cultural roots so uh yeah okay so i believe it's um very like of a expressive type of worship then so how's your system of belief and faith explored through that music content yeah so it's it, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a uh, it's a bit of a uh, branching and very varied answered um, question, right? But one of the ways that we explore our system of belief and is uh, went through our content is that worship for us is a lifestyle. Worship mm-hmm. for us is a mindset. It is a practice, a discipline, a um, something that you devote yourself to right Mm -hmm. and that being said that is that should in part be reflected in our music and the way we express ourselves in in our music and the way we play it and the way we ultimately connect to it right Mm -hmm. because we we believe that if you are connected to the word of god then you will um, be connected to a worship song just as much right or you might even feel it a little bit more Right. Mm -hmm. So we believe that it's it's a long practice and it is a lifestyle and a mentality that you learn about and continuously uh, adapt to and search for. Right. Mm -hmm. So that is how we um, implement our belief system and faith through our content. And hopefully our content reflects our lifestyle. So, yeah. So on previous episodes, we've uh, talked about uh, two dom- denominations, uh, one which uh, really elaborated on how their worship style focuses on the intellectual aspect, yeah. and the other one uh, focuses on more of a spiritual aspect. Um, what is uh, your guys' position on that? Would you say it's more intellectual or spiritual? Or I say, I say it's a right now, as it is, right? I can't speak on previous years, right? 
because mm-hmm. obviously there's a lot of flux in in churches you know mm-hmm. due to you know many different reasons but right now it is a i believe that it's a beautiful combination of both uh the intellectual and spiritual side of things right mm-hmm. uh i can't speak for uh other members in my church right but i believe that both having those two elements side by side allows for a good and deep understanding of not only what you're playing but what you believe in mm-hmm. right i believe that both letting the spirit guide you and let's say a worship style setting allows you to connect to not only the song but to the audience and ultimately and most importantly to god himself right or the spirit mm-hmm. himself right yeah an intellectual setting an intellectual setting will help you understand that right mm-hmm. and will help you understand why you believe in it so much and why we do what we do right? and ultimately mm-hmm. help us in more technical stuff such as uh musicians right it helps us as musicians it helps us as uh extras like sound guys and um choreographers or whatever right but it does help a beautiful combination for us is very vital right now to how we do worship right and i think it's just a beautiful blend of both and yeah Okay, well, I've never been to a non-denominational non-denominational church myself, but um, from what I'm getting at, is it more of like your personal input on it, like your own kind of taste on worship? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, like it, it's ultimately. I, I feel like our church has been very good at respecting how you may worship God or how you may feel the Spirit. Right? Mm-hmm. It, it for us, it doesn't. It doesn't really matter whether you're sitting on a chair, whether you're jumping for joy, whether you're, you know, on your knees yeah. on the floor. It doesn't quite matter as long as you yourself feel it. As long as you yourself are reaching out towards God, reaching out towards his hand. I feel like that for us is the main part. It doesn't really matter how you necessarily express it mm-hmm. as long as at the end you have a chance, right? You have a chance to feel it. You have a chance to really um, connect, right? And that's that's our most important um, aspect, right? And mm-hmm. obviously participating participation between the audience is really good right and participation between um you know the congregation is really good but Mm -hmm. at the end of the day right it's how you worship god and we're not gonna force you to worship god in a a certain way and if you want to worship god sitting down that's totally fine and if you want to worship god you know jumping and you know running around the room go for it it's totally up to you right so yeah yeah so you're pretty much saying that the importance in, um, you know, portraying emotion and personal thoughts during worship as a worship leader is uh, pretty set high on that because you got to, like, share your personal, like, input on that. Yeah, I feel like not only, well, this, this uh, for me personally, it counts more 
as a worship leader, right? As a musician, mm-hmm. you learn to put a part of yourself in your music, right? Yeah. As a musician, you learn to invest time and almost become one with what you play, right? Whether mm-hmm. whatever genre that is, right? In yeah. worship, that experience for us, I feel like it it's enhanced, right? Not only do we mm-hmm. put a part of ourselves into the music that we play, but mm-hmm. we we develop this strong connection with with God through through the music because we strongly believe that worship is a vessel mm-hmm. towards uh, towards the spirit and allows a broader audience to to connect, right? So mm-hmm. in that sense, yeah, it's like it's a beautiful and amazing experience to go through especially as a musician right because it's no longer like it's no longer just putting your heart and soul out there but it's putting your heart and soul out there for a purpose and for mm-hmm. a higher audience right which is mm-hmm. you know not to say the congregation was the higher audience i'm sorry but it's 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 <laughs> uh it's a dedication and it's it's dedicated towards God, so we take it as He's the audience, mm-hmm. right? And we want to do our best on that. Yeah. So there are very uh, careful considerations when make when trying to choose a song, right? Because yeah, um, you would have to choose um, music content that has very like heavy that contains like very heavy meaning. Yeah. Just to like influence your the congregation, right? Hmm. Okay, so um, is well, there instrumentals as well? Well, uh, just to kind of go back on the careful consideration, right? There is, <laughs> uh, I just wanted to elaborate a little bit on that. There is careful consideration, um, okay. but there's many different factors that go into picking songs, right? And yeah. I feel like us as a church, we like to both be innovative and new with different mm-hmm. things that we are attracted to by spirit, right? Let's say a new yeah. song comes out and we feel the presence of God there, we will play it, right? Mm-hmm. And at the same time, since the congregation has a variety of ages, both old and young, we want to be sensible to those that are um, of the older generation too, which we love playing older older generational songs, right? Mm-hmm that still have as much impact and sometimes have led the congregation to very intense moments of worship, right? And Mm -hmm. I feel like it's a beautiful combination of both. So when we do pick out our songs, um, it is a very democratic (laughs) kind of setting where we just kind of go, you know what, I'm feeling this song. What do you guys think? Is it too difficult? Mm -hmm. Is it something that we can play? Is it something that we can practice towards? And then mm-hmm. us as a group, alongside uh, other leaders like pastors and whatnot, will decide, you know what, that is a good idea. Let's go for it, which is what usually happens, right? And then we will uh, devise a set list, right, of what we personally feel towards a song and why we think we should play it. And then, you know, on the Sunday of, we end up playing it, right? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the thought process that goes uh, into picking songs, right? Both the difficulty, the 
that the song has and uh, how we feel towards it. Because if we feel a strong connection towards it, we will push it out. We'll push it through and, you know, we'll go through practices and runs and then ultimately just push it through. So, yeah. Yes. Very interesting. So, you're a music major, right? Yeah. So, what's your intake on instrumentals during worship? Instrumentals during music, I I believe, uh, hmm, instrumentals. Instrumentals in what way? Instrumentals is as in the musical breakdown of music? Yes. Okay. Uh, Well, like the interludes, like, um, like that instrumental moment where you take time for prayer or like personal thoughts. Like, what's your intake on that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like that that for us becomes a very vulnerable moment, right? Because it's usually a worship member for us right now that leads the congregation into uh, a prayer or a reflection that they've had. Mm-hmm. So it becomes a very vulnerable moment. And it becomes a moment where you're not only connected to the spirit, but you're connected to the band members as well. And it's a very complex moment that you have to both communicate what you are trying to say what the spirit is trying to say and what uh the other band members are doing musically alongside you i believe it's a beautiful and very essential moment in in uh, worship Mm -hmm. that um that is honestly has had many beautiful impacts and many beautiful moments in my personal life and I truly yeah. believe that it is a important part of worship to be able to not only, uh, you know, stop for a second and reflect and share something, right? Because it just makes it that much uh, more impactful and more relatable. But it's also important as uh, musicians to go through those moments. A lot of those moments of improvisation and um, listening to one another and not just playing your part, right? So it's very connected moment. I feel like it's a very, um, yeah, it's a very essential moment for not only the worship band, but the congregation itself. Yeah, I was going to ask you that if it's a, like an essential tool for when you're choosing your music. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely, uh, when it comes to choosing my music, most music we choose anyway is we can perform uh, due to the instruments that we have, right? We don't have a huge variety, right? But mm-hmm. it's usually it's usually playable one way or another, right? Or there's various forms that you can manipulate the song to kind of fit into the instrumentations that you have, right? Either by adding things, improvising, you know, whatnot. But it, it's usually done one way or another. So instrumentation is not... Um, uh, a big problem for us it's just the musical breakdowns that really affect us and really help us connect in all different aspects of worship so yeah mm-hmm. so what is perceived to be less important during worship um, for example some churches require that you dress very formally yeah. or um, are they is the church expecting you to pray during your worship uh, what's your intake on that? Honestly, I, I know for us that 
the the least important thing for us is the numbers whether one two three people show up to the congregation itself or to the worship itself it doesn't really matter for us mm-hmm. right and as long as as long as, as long as we get to worship god that's the main that's the mm-hmm. main point for us anything else is just kind of extra even the way we dress right obviously like you're up somewhere and you're presented right and mm-hmm. you're like i said god is our audience we tend yeah. to dress nicer or we tend to you know just look yeah just don't look too <laughs> too bummy right at least presentable yeah at least yeah. presentable right <laughs> but um when it comes to numbers we don't we don't really care as long as we get to worship god that's our main focus that's our main drive and what about prayer do you guys leave that to the pastor it it depends it depends a lot of the times it's uh it's a it's a very spontaneous thing for us right mm-hmm. it's a lot of uh if somebody wants to say something in our worship team we will say something in our worship team if somebody in the congregation wants to say something we will let them say something so it's a very spontaneous mm-hmm. moment the main uh the main uh, message is done or given by the pastor obviously but mm-hmm. prayers are definitely allowed and encouraged throughout um, the church right even anybody mm-hmm. in the sound system can come up and say something if they really wanted to and we would love that and we highly encourage that so yeah it's a lot of spontaneity so yeah yeah so what are your priorities during worship um so yeah so what are your priorities during worship in order to influence the congregation into surrendering surrendering themselves to the worship itself uh, i think our priorities is mostly uh focusing on our own lifestyle and then allowing that to be a reflection through our music and that mm-hmm. way we can because we don't like to point fingers. We don't like to kind of force people to feel the spirit, right? We hope that we can lead mostly by example, right? Yeah. And just kind of uh let the moment speak for itself, right? Mm-hmm. And ultimately, like we're responsible for two things. We're responsible for leading a lifestyle that is in accordance to what is worship and secondly representing that and becoming a good vessel for God to use when the time comes to worship right and mm-hmm. after that uh, whether you want to accept it whether you want to dive into it uh, walk out whatever you choose to do is ultimately up to you right we just mm-hmm. hope that we are playing our part and then we don't have to you know that way we don't have to force anybody because it's not right that we force people Right? Mm-hmm. It should be up to you and at the end of the day right we continue on doing what we do best and that is worshiping God and hopefully you know hopefully uh that connection can be set up with you and if not then it's okay you know there's different ways God speaks uh to different people so we totally respect that mm-hmm. so, yeah. that's very well excuse me that's very well worded. <laughs> I like how you worded that. It's very beautiful. Thank you. 
Okay, so lastly, what makes your your uh, sorry your church's way of worship uniquely different from the others? Yeah, I think in that, um, I think in that in that sense, I I don't want to speak for any other denominations, obviously not, right? But personally, mm-hmm. what I what I have experienced in my own church in my own denomination is that we 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 want to promote a lot of freedom a lot of freedom in the spirit a lot of freedom in the way of worship right mm-hmm. and we want to encourage a lot of um, with whatever audience we have we want to encourage uh, both a lot of activity and personalization and individuality right if you want to jump for joy <laughs> we will encourage you to jump for joy by jumping with you right yeah. Uh, but if you want to sit down, that's totally fine too, and nobody's gonna force you to stand up, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the thing, right? I feel like that's a very unique aspect to us that we want to, obviously, most importantly, consider what the Spirit is telling us, but at the same time, listen to our congregation, be able to connect with one another and intermingle, and not have a hierarchy of. Oh, you guys are the congregation? We're the worship leaders. We're a little bit higher than you. No, that's not how it works. We want to be, we're both, we're all children of God and we want to be on equal terms with each other and we just want to be used as an instrument and nothing more as an instrument and as a vessel. And after that, you know, just listen to the message. But yeah, we want to give that sense of approachability, equality, you know, encouragement when you're, over the roof with the spirit, you know, and uh, yeah, that's uh, that's how I uh, see it as uh, as different. I, again, I don't want to speak for any other denominations, and I'm not very well aware of what other denominations do, but that is what mm-hmm. we personally do. So overall, there's this perfect harmony between um, intellectualism, spiritualism, and individuality in your worship content which i think is amazing especially for newcomers to the church i feel like mm-hmm. it's more uh less of a it's not as heavy mm-hmm. on them uh, and i just think that's pretty cool i never knew much about uh non-denominational churches so thank you so much alex thank for share all that yeah thank you for sure thank you for having me here no problem so thank you for listening to this episode um this is the end of my series and we'll see you in the next one bye